Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What's up, my dirty fam? Welcome back to Dirty Devotional. Zach here. Hope y'all are having a wonderful, wonderful week. I'm so excited to be able to hang out with you. I do apologize. I still have a freaking cough. I can't get rid of it. So I'm going to be randomly coughing while I'm talking. And it seems like the more I talk, the more I cough, and the more I want to kick something in the face because I'm over it, y'all. I'm over the sickness. I'm over this season. I'm tired of coughing. I'm tired of sneezing. I'm tired of not being able to breathe through my nose. And if I could just punch mucus in the face, I would love to do so. And if you would agree with me, let me hear all of you say amen. Amen. Yes. Well, that was a really good church moment we had. I love that. But so excited you're listening today. I want today's devotional, before we dive in, I want to tell you a little bit about what we're going to be talking about. And I had um, a listener send this question in and they sent me a message. And if I'm being 100% transparent, I haven't responded to it yet. I wanted to record and I'm actually going to respond to it after this. But they said, they asked this um, simply, how do I know if I'm saved? Which is a, a very valid question. You know, like it's, it's very open. It's very honest. It's very to the point. And I, I look at this question by itself. I was like, man, this is going to be tough to answer. But what, what made me more empathetic to this question was what this, this, this uh, person wrote after they asked this question. They said that they have been having debilitating anxiety and fear that, that they are going to get to heaven and that they're going to meet Jesus. And Jesus is going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. And I I read this and I could relate to it so well uh, because I remember being in college and at this point I had made the decision to become a pastor and I was going to school for ministry. And I had this crisis of faith one day when I was sitting in a biology biology class where we were talking about um, different religions and we were talking about um, evolution and the development of conscious and all this stuff. And um, I left the class in tears because I was so scared that what if what if I had missed something and what if I was wrong and what if everything I thought was real or I thought that my faith was built on was was false and I I literally had was I mean like when I tell you you know like you have crying and then you got ugly crying you got the crying that like snots bubbling out of your nose and like you can't breathe and you're like <laughs> you know you know that noise you make where it's like you're like snorting and sniffling at the same time that that's where I was with this I I just had this huge crisis of faith because I was so scared that that I had missed something and it was like all of a sudden that reality hit me and it's and it's overwhelming and if you're that listener or maybe you are a listener and you struggle with this and you have this anxiety i just want you to know one that it's that it's okay that it's normal to to have these thoughts in fact i would say it's healthy to have this i believe that that there are stages of faith that require require us to go through crises like this so that we can really um create a strong foundation on what our beliefs are and so I want you to know it's normal and you're okay. The second thing is, is you're not alone is, is that, that 
I have been through this, that there are other Christians that have been through this, where you deeply love God and you deeply want to have this relationship, but then you read some verses and it terrifies you. Like I remember reading when when uh, basically these these guys come up and they're like, like, hey, we've been prophesying in your name. We've been doing this. We've been doing this. And God's like, I never knew you. Like, get the heck away from me. And the Bible tells us that there will be those that do all of these great miraculous works, and then they get to heaven, and Jesus is going to be like, depart from me. And it's freaking scary, y'all. Like, it's freaking scary. And so what do you do? What do you do here? How do you know if you're saved, if you're safe? Um, first off, I want to look at some of these verses, some of the verses that I mentioned just a second ago. We have to understand that there is a intent that we cannot see in Scripture. And what I mean by that is we we cannot see the intent of the people's hearts that are being denied entry into heaven and denied a relationship with Jesus. And that's important for us to know because what we don't what we can kind of deduce from the overall arc of scripture is that the heart of these people who are doing these things was not good. That they were not out to proclaim Jesus, they were not out to build the kingdom. They were out to do things for themselves and to build their own kingdom upon themselves. And it was a very selfish, selfish, prideful motive that kind of led them. And we can't see that in Scripture, but based on the whole of Scripture, we can infer that these verses kind of show that. That even though they were doing works, that one of the things we know is that it's always the heart behind the works that matters the most, that God cares about the heart, not behind the action. And so what we can see is that the heart was not great. And so... Outside of that, let's talk about the gospel just in general. That that when Jesus was born and the angels appeared to the shepherds, the, what what is what do they say? I bring good tidings of great joy for all people. That the gospel is good news of great joy for all people. Meaning it's for you, it's for me, it's for all people. And this news should bring great joy for all of us. Let's look at John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he what he gave his only Son. This good news of great joy, so that whoever Say that word, whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have what? Everlasting life. That we can look through verse by verse um, in, um, is it Romans? I want to say it's Romans, that there is no what? Condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. That there, there's none. That there's no, there's no, you're done, walk away from me. There's none of that. And so if you're listening to this and you're asking this question and you're saying, God, I want to make sure that I'm good. The truth is, is you're probably good. You're probably good that if you find yourself talking to a God and asking God to to bring assurance to yourself, the reality is, in my opinion, is that you're probably better off than you realize. That if you constantly look at your works as a reason and the things you do as proof of your salvation, there are going to be seasons that you feel really good, and there's going to be seasons where you feel like you, you're not at all. And it creates a very bipolar faith that all you know, I'm good with God today and I'm bad with God tomorrow. And that's not what God wants. The reality is, is it is about your heart and knowing God more. And so for me in my life, I'm at a place of my faith where I can't imagine not having God be a part of my life. I can't fathom that the, the my experience with Jesus has been so life-changing for me that I can't, I can't imagine not having that. And so I find assurance in that. I find assurance in the fact that in my best season or my worst season, I know I'm going to turn to God for gratitude or for help. 
And so use these as kind of anchors and indicators in your life to be able to look through and be like, okay, this these are my anchor points to know that my faith is good. But I want you to hear me say this more than anything, that if you've given your life to Jesus and you've made that decision, say, God, I turn from my sin and I turn to you. Um, I trust in the fact that, that Jesus is the son of God, that he lived for me, that he died for me, that he conquered hell, death, and the grave for me. You are saved. You are good. And so where I want to encourage you is to stop worrying about if you are saved and instead put your focus on how can I best rep- how can I best become a reflection of Jesus in my life for myself and for the people around me. That's the important. And that's, I believe, is the question that many of us need to wrestle with instead. It doesn't need to be a focus on am I saved? The focus should be on what am I, how am I living my life right now? And how does it reflect Jesus in the best way? Because there may be work to be done and that's okay. Jesus doesn't ask us to be perfect. We are perfect because of Jesus's righteousness, because of accepting him. We get to take on his righteousness becomes our righteousness. But the question that we need to ask is how in my day to day life, how am I reflecting God more and more? And so listen, if you, if you have put your faith and trust in Jesus, you're good. You are good. So stop. That is that is a question we no longer need to ask. Instead, what we're going to do is we're asking new this other question. How am I becoming more and more like Jesus today? Let that be the focus. Let that be the driver. And I promise if you do, that you will find more clarity, you will find more confidence, and you will find more comfort in your relationship with God as you experience more and more of Him. Let me pray for you, God. Thank you for today. Um, Lord, I feel like I just said a lot of things. I hope they're helpful. Um, Lord, I believe your spirit can speak uh, speak better than I can, so I just ask that you do that. Uh, Lord, I just hope people find comfort in you. The gospel should be a place of peace, not a place of anxiety. And so, Lord, I just ask that we would find rest in your salvation, and we would find rest in the fact that you've done the work, and, Lord, that by by trusting in that and believing that, Lord, that we would be empowered and inspired to to be better. Um, Lord, not because you require it, but because you've given us the opportunity to do it. And so, Lord, for those that are struggling with this, I pray that you bless them. I pray that you give them peace, that you would help them find assurance in their faith. And Lord, I just thank you and I love you. And I ask all this in your name. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.